Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Nighttime. In tonight's episode, we're going to catch back up with what may be one of the fastest moving stories I've ever tried to follow. Just last month, the self-declared Queen of Canada, Romana Digilo, and her stranger-than-fiction traveling pseudo-government took up residence in an abandoned schoolhouse in Richmond, Saskatchewan that is owned by one of her more devoted followers. In a recent nighttime episode, we were joined by guerrilla journalist Tom Fougier to discuss the fake queen's siege of Richmond and the residents' attempts to honk their horns loud enough to get rid of her. Well, let me just say, the horn honking didn't do the trick. The QAnon crew is holding their bizarre position, and the whole situation has only gotten more unusual by the minute. And tonight, in this episode, I've invited Tom back to help us unpack some of the story's more significant developments since the last time we spoke. So let's get into it. Thomas Fougier, Tom, Mr. Community TV, or I guess one half of Community TV. This has been a wild few weeks. I had you on, I think about two or three weeks ago when Queen Romana and her band of misfits rolled into Richmond, Saskatchewan. We had a lot to talk about then. Now, two or three weeks later, oh my goodness, it has only gotten weirder and weirder and more crazy. Uh, how have you been dealing with it? Because you, you've been in the middle of this the whole time. Yeah, how have I been dealing with it? It's been a, it's been a very, very busy couple of weeks. Um, you know, because not only is this stuff interesting to lots of people, um, it's also just become very important to lots of people. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot a, a, a lot of different aspects as to why a, a, a journalist who's close physically to this story should be covering it and talking about it. Um, but also, I just, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Jordan. I love that weird shit. Oh, and it is I'm weird. <laughs> it is certainly weird. And like I said, it's only gotten weirder and weirder every step of the way. So I, I figured what we'll do is just kind of go through some of the key moments over the last two weeks or so and just kind of recap and a little bit of what's happened but uh, also discuss uh i guess the play-by-play -play of how this all went down so when we last talked where we had left off primarily was with the the townspeople of richmond had uh, waged a sort of protest involving driving their vehicles around honking their horns uh of course, that hasn't worked because here we are again, two or three weeks later with Queen Romana and crew still in the schoolhouse. It, I think the first kind of update that we should hit on is uh, going to be no surprise is that Queen Romana and her group are, are, are very quick to send out cease and desist letters to mm -hmm. anyone who've come against them. So I think I the a new one. Hey, man, I got to bring a new one. Yeah, yeah, let me ask you, because you, you've become one of their main enemies. Um, yeah. How many have you received at this point? Uh, so I've been named in two, but the latest one today was like specifically for me. Um, most of these seem to be copy paste type of deals. Mm -hmm. um, this particular one, it was like they were like, OK, we're going to take that copy paste and we're going to add uh, some other things to it. And what I loved about it was that 
while I was over at the property last time doing a live stream, sort of making fun of the barrier that they had around the uh, uh, perimeter there, um, there was a, a steel rod pounded into the ground and I rolled up next to it in my truck and reached my hand out and I put my hand on the rod at first just kind of like, like, hey, Ricky, like, what would you do if I if if I touched the fence post? And then like he was just sort of staring at me blankly, like 40 yards stare. And I thought, maybe I can make Ricky laugh. And so I started stroking on the fence post and he did give a little smirk. And that was really amusing for me. I really enjoyed the fact that, that Ricky opened up for a second. And in the cease and desist letter, it specifically said jerking the pole. <laughs> okay. Letter included that, that actual wording. So they're really upset about this sexualization of the inanimate object, the steel pole. It should, they had a problem in your season desist. Was it threatening anything specific? Was it, or like you'll be arrested or you'll be dealt with? Like, how did yours come across? Mm, oh, let me check. <laughs> I mean, it's so for me, it's like such a laughable thing that I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. You guys, you said that. Look, they said this. Like, there's all these conventions, Geneva conventions, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be tribunal, treason. Oh, oh, uh, uh, both acts carry the death penalty. They said it did ter domestic terrorism and treason. It says both acts carry the death penalty. Tom A. Fugier, you have been you have made it your mission to promote hate, violence, intimidate, public indecency, i.e., the live feed, jerking the pole, <laughs> incitement, trespass on private property, defamation. I love how jerking the pole is within the list of actual real crimes, like <laughs> violence and yeah. So um, I defamed the charter, uh, was paparazziing, sensationalizing. Okay. okay so uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, but you in your position, you know what this group's like. You can look at that and you can laugh at it. But when uh, Joe Blow in small, small town Saskatchewan gets this letter, it can be quite shocking. And my understanding is several people in Richmond, including the mayor, got these sort of cease and desist letters that to them, many of them weren't laughing because it came across more so as death threats or, or threats of execution. I'm going to play a short news clip, and this will give a sense of, I guess, how the community members uh, react to these letters. And it, it's not at all the way you did. So listen to this. Okay. In the village of Richmond, Saskatchewan, play has been replaced by patrol an old school building now occupied by a group of conspiracy theorists. While that group's leader works inside, the 118 people who live here worry outside. It got everybody on their toes and it's been sort of like uh, people are just staying in their houses more. And I did talk to a younger kid whatever the other day and I said, what do you think of these people here? And he said, oh man, that's scary, I'll never go there. The people we spoke with who live here in Richmond say they don't want to share their opinions publicly because they're afraid of facing individual threats. Now, some say this is no big deal because they're on private land, so leave them be, while others say their presence is intimidating and it's causing anxiety. On Sunday, Digilo's group sent out threatening letters to locals and authorities, suggesting whoever gets in the group's way or doesn't abide by its beliefs will face public execution. The community asked the province for help, but it deferred to the RCMP. We're taking these issues with the, the most seriousness, uh, seriousness and, and, and making sure that, uh, that we're able to maintain some, some, some freedom of association, some freedom of speech. What does happen if something does happen to a kid? 
and then everybody says, oh, maybe we should have did something, and that's too late then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the situation as of just about a week ago where these public execution threats, which, again, hearing it on the news or, or to a layman who gets this execu public execution threat, it's really serious. But again, to you and I who've seen these cease and desist letter nonsense, like I, I don't think there's much, uh, there's, it carries much weight, but I can see why people are so freaked out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look, I don't want to try and judge anybody else's perspective or say, you know, this is how they see it or how they should see it. I, I don't really know. Everybody has their own perspective on things. Um, I certainly know what mine is uh, and it's shifting and evolving all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like when I first encountered this, I was like, yeah, nothing but ridicule. Uh, now, you know, I'm looking at it with also the added perspective of I have personally spoke with family members who have a dad that just went missing and then showed up on these videos out in Saskatchewan. That's a scary thought mm -hmm. that that, a, that a, a person just as reasonable as you or I, Jordan, could have a family member, maybe a uncle, dad, cousin, brother, whatever, that that loses it and ends up out with one of these groups. That's that's really what's scary. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it's like like the people who are in these groups, they're they're not showing up or in this group or, or are with her. They're not showing up like for a good time or anything. They truly believe they're on a mission. I'm going to play. I, I had this uh, short video in my stash here that I think gives a sense of how Queen Romana talks to her followers and how they react to her. This is a, a, a short video of her standing outside of her bus addressing a small group of her followers and she's all but saying she took this role to save canada from this vague threat and by saving canada saving the world and as she talks she starts to tear up and cry and you hear her supporters react to that yeah. listen to this emotional very emotional social media and mainstream media and all kinds of media couldn't remove the Chinese military. It needed someone stronger and something stronger. And so with the risk of harm to myself, my family and friends, I stood up and asked the United Armed Forces, Commander-in-Chief, and our allied forces around the world to please do not allow Canada before, I said, do not allow, please do not allow Canada to fall, and do not allow my people to fall. I also said, if Canada falls, the United States will be attacked, and the world will fall. So to those who have judged me and continue to try to discredit me, enjoy your freedom. It has been returned to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not to be dramatic or anything, but my goodness. Right? It's uh yeah, but w you hear the people clap the ah, the thank you, Romana. Like it's, 
she's not only like queen of the country there's in their mind she's saving the world fighting this battle this unseen battle with collaborators that are in the most powerful positions and they believe it 100 percent think so maybe or they've suspended a little tiny bit of what belief actually is mm-hmm. now it's like it's like they believe it 100 percent. maybe well i don't know it's like feels to me like they believe it 50% and the rest of their beliefs, the other 50%, they've just thrown out the window. They don't even mm-hmm. have to think about it because it's not like they even have a justification. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't even matter, you know? So it's like, um, it's weird. They're justifying something within themselves that gives them the ability to say, well, I am the I am the light, I am the good. And you know, the things that I don't like, they're all bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the the whole thing like when you when push comes to shove, of course it's so illogical, and there's there's so many contradictions in it, everything they do, but the people don't seem to be able to open their eyes and see the forest for the trees for whatever reason. G- getting back through to the updates, we had the execution threats that worried yeah. the people of Richmond. Who would who go to the mayor, go to the police? Uh, and my understanding is that the RCMP didn't have like a local headquarters or any kind of base in, yeah. again, the small yeah. town of Richmond, which led to them setting up a sort of like a mobile police station. Have you seen this spot? And you know, yes. what is it? So much has happened since we last talked. Hell it yeah. Like it's been a whole cult revolution. Um, yeah. So the, uh, our, they, well, first of all, they made the threats. They say, you know, we're going to publicly execute. We're going to broadcast it. And I thought, that's not going to happen. So I went back out there again and publicly presented myself. I walked across the orange line. I said, take your shot. It felt like I was in Breaking Bad for a second. You know what I mean? I was just <laughs> yeah. like, take the shot. Um, nobody took the shot. They didn't even try to, like, apprehend me. In fact, most of them were like, ah, he crossed the line. What do we do? Move away from him. Ah, run back inside. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have the intention obviously and there's not really any means to they don't have a firing squad or i don't even think they have a rope long enough or any trees out there to hang somebody from so (laughs) they don't have the capacity to actually do it uh but the rcmp finds out they're talking about all this shit and uh they go okay well we got to set up a command post out there because there is no police station in this small town the closest police station's like an hour and a half away or something like that so they brought out this like uh it's like an rv (laughs) that the police can live in and it like sits on the uh, parking lot of sort of where I think they keep the ambulance and the fire truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also a couple of um, police vehicles. But they went one step further. And uh, I, th- I think it was just two days ago, they held a community meeting where several members of the RCMP, the mayor, opened their doors to community members to come in and ask questions and, you know, talk about what's going on. I'm going to play a short CTV clip of, uh, of how that community meeting went. Then we can talk about this. You're not guaranteeing our safety at all. And they're sitting in here. Tensions were high Tuesday afternoon at the Richmond Community Center as RCMP addressed over 100 residents concerned about a group that moved into a privately owned school building in September. The group, known as the Kingdom of Canada, follows the teachings of Romana Didolo, the self-proclaimed Queen of the Kingdom. At the meeting, some Richmond residents made mention of feeling unsafe. The village of Richmond closed the park adjacent to the school, leaving a local mom frustrated. I moved from Calgary, the busy city, because this is supposed to be a nice, quiet little village. And it's 
it's it's turning bad. I just want them to go somewhere else. Others in the area say they refuse to let the group intimidate them. I'm not afraid of these people. I mean, they make threats, but they're just like a bully. And if you just stand back and don't give them the power, then it takes a lot of stress off yourself and the neighborhood. At the meeting, questions revolved primarily around community safety, which the RCMP says is not at risk. A mobile detachment was set up on October 6th, which has resulted in multiple investigations into reports of threats, suspicious persons, and an assault, but no charges have been laid thus far. There is no specific uh, urgent imminent risk to the well-being or the safety of the citizens. Um, you know, the matters that we are investigating are well in hand and we have all the available supports to undertake those investigations. RCMP received a round of applause from residents expressing their gratitude for the extra resources. Currently, the RCMP is providing those extra resources 24-7, but says there is no set timeline for how long the mobile detachment will be in place. What a bizarre scene. And for people who are just hearing the audio in that community meeting, which looked to be probably the, a good majority of the townspeople, um, there was some frustration because members of Queen Romana's crew were also in there watching it all happen. You hear in the news clip, one person says, like, they're in here. But Rick I guess, was front and center. Was yeah. he? Oh, my yeah. goodness. For, and for people who are late to the game, Rick is the property owner of the school that they're or the abandoned school or whatever decommissioned school that they're staying in. Uh, and then uh, this, what was it? Uh, last night, uh, Rick went missing. And it was like, the call was like, Rick's missing, Rick's missing. And I was like suspicious that maybe like, okay, either A, he got some sense into himself and he's going to try and figure out a way to get out of this whole thing. Or B, he got like arrested or something. Or C, something terrible happened. But, uh, you know, I was I started to rule out C pretty quickly. Uh, it became obvious that Rick had just been arrested and they were talking about missing persons, kidnapping and all this stuff to kind of justify maybe some future civil action against the police officers that arrested him. Uh, but it seems like they likely had probable cause because they charged him with, I think he said three offenses. I'm just mm -hmm. going on what Rick said himself when he was reinterrogated yes. by the, uh, by, by the cult when he got back, it's like he got arrested and interrogated and then he got back. And right when he got back, they were like, let's interrogate him about the interrogation. Uh, and it was really odd. I mean, Rick was like, he was stoked that they were calling him like, what did they say? His Excellency. They said they called Rick his Excellency and they gave him a white hat. Mm -hmm. And Rick was just like, dude, I don't even care if I got arrested again. Like this shit's awesome. <laughs> and it was very big news in the world of Queen Ramana. They did an emergency uh, live stream. And for people who don't closely follow almost daily, they do this thing called QR TV, which is like, Queen Romana truth vision or oh, television? Tell real vision. Tell real vision. What a because, because obviously the, the deep state black hats called it tell lie vision because oh. it tells lies. Okay, they do tell real vision, which is kind of ironic because they, they bash the mainstream media, but it seems like their live streams are mostly reading CBC articles. Right, and <laughs> RTE. Yeah. Like Russian news. There's a lot of Russian news in there. It's, they really love reading the Russian yeah. news articles. So so they do these live streams almost daily. They did an emergency stream yesterday after the property owner went missing. I'll play uh, just a second of it, and we'll hear Queen Romana's press secretary announce the kidnapping 
of Rick Manns. And I should also say they often make it clear that kidnapping is one of the many offenses that hold the death penalty in their world. Here, here's how the, the news was broke. Hello and welcome everyone, all I am's in the Kingdom of Canada and around the world. It is Wednesday, October 11, 2023. I have a breaking news, exclusive, urgent and important message to we the people in the Kingdom of Canada and around the world. October 11, 2023, in the Kingdom of Canada, it seems we may have a case of kidnapping that took place in the town of Richmond, Saskatchewan. Rick Mance left his private property and in brackets, the old Richmond School at approximately 12.56 p.m. Saskatchewan time today in a dark gray 2012 Dodge Caravan. He was last seen wearing a black t-shirt with white writing with the message that said, Dad, the man, the myth, the legend. Legend. Anyone that has information regarding seeing Rick Mance, who is now, this is considered kidnapping, by who? Until Rick Mance is found. By them. Yeah, considered kidnapping by them. But that, that was very short-lived. And when she goes on to describe what happened, it's it, to me it was quite obvious that he was arrested because he, he left with a vehicle. The vehicle was later seen being dropped off like at his home, I think, by police officers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty obvious he was arrested. Um, they, they called in the international military and everything else, but it seemed it was all unnecessary because Rick just randomly showed up after after being released by the police and it, you talked a little bit about it there before i played that clip is rick's story was that he was arrested for i think two counts of intimidation and one count of an assault one of the intimidation charges uh he did say in in their live stream relates to the mayor of richmond so and then but, he mentioned two other private citizens which later the name of those private citizens were corrected uh so <laughs> I guess yeah, talking about that night. Yeah, that's right. He did call out he did say who the private citizens that he was alleged to have intimidated were, but I guess during the stream he said the wrong people. I don't really know how that happens, but but regardless at this point, I, I think that tells me though that the police are probably doing what they can to I don't know if I want to say give him a hard time, but they definitely want to figure out what the hell's going on in that school. Yeah. I think um, some people had suspected at first that it might have been related to mental health act or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and, you know, it seems that, you know, Rick on the stream, you know, he said, well, I told them I'm not saying nothing. Well, then why were you arrested at 1 p.m. and returned home at 1 a.m.? Mm -hmm. If you spent 12 hours at the police station, I don't know, it would seem to me that maybe you did say something, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, right. I, it's it's certainly an interesting update. It was quite the excitement last night when all this was going on. They were panicking. Um, 
But then he turns up and just as you said this morning, actually, the day that we're recording this is when he appeared on TV, their QR TV. And uh, he seems no worse for wear, I guess. But he's uh, they seem to be taking it, uh, taking pretty, taking it pretty well. Now, as far as the I don't know, I would say he looked enlightened. Well, like you said, as well as he seemed actually happy because he's like almost has been seen as like a martyr for the group now. And he's been promoted. They refer to him as his excellency on the stream this morning. He was wearing a white baseball cap, which is kind of symbolic for them as like the white hats are the good guys. So, the, you know, they're all, that group is often wearing the white hat. So if, if anything, this has probably emboldened him and given him a more important role in the whole community. But when Queen Romana and her group complain about the media, you seem to be who they're talking about a lot lately. It's like the media and that guy, Tom, and they they never seem to be able to explain who you are and who you work for. But sometimes I hear you referred to as like a Twitterer or a journalist or a guy on Facebook or someone who's working for the mayor. I guess they have a photo of you talking to the mayor and that's proof to them that the mayor is paying you. Okay. Um, but you've become front and center as far as like public enemy number one to Queen Romana and her people. And I think it has earned you a knock on your door from police. Am I am I right in saying that? A knock on my door? No, not at all. No. Um, I have communicated with the police over the telephone um, because they've certainly been interested for this. I think just mostly for the safety of the people there, actually, mm -hmm. um, like actually, the people in the compound. Um, mm -hmm. that, that the RCMP had sort of questions and concerns for me as to what I knew about what's going on inside there. Are these people being uh, forced? Are they being fed? Are they be is there water? Is there, you know, they were kind of asking human rights questions, basically. Also, oh, it, was, it, it was more information gathering that they went yeah. to you. Okay, because yeah. I have not been even I mean, and I've had the police even come before and say hey tom you got really close to doing a crime um that is not happening in this situation so okay. i'm not sorry i knew you had some conversation with them and i thought it was as a result of what's now being shared online by queen romana's crew which is one of her main guys went to the police uh to complain about you he released the audio of the call and i'm talking about a guy named frank who is um mm one of their their main main characters he is the one who is behind the um the the attempt to take down of of the police station uh, he he's the man largely responsible for that so people who've listened to my episodes about him or about that situation uh, th they'll know his voice i'll play you i don't know have you listened to the call where he calls to report you to the police for i know everything about frank curtin if you're listening buddy I know you're just telling a bunch of fibs, but buddy, I know all about you. Continue. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, his call to the police to report you and to ask, like, it seems like what he's doing is he's calling to say, like, are you investigating Tom Fougier? <laughs> if not, I know a whole bunch about it. The call is long and meandering and all over the place. So I've edited it down to just some of the key bits. This will give you a sense of 
what happens when someone calls the RCMP to report someone on Facebook making fun of them, ultimately? This is what happens when mentally ill people call the RCMP. I would say. <laughs> Here it comes. RCMP leader. Hi there. Could you put me through to Constable Spence, please? Um, he isn't in the office. Can I take a message and have him call you? Um... Is it urgent? Uh, no, it's not urgent. Um, I'm just calling in regards to uh, what's being allowed to occur at the Richmond School, at the old Richmond School. Are you media? Uh, no. I, maybe you could help me out. Um, I, I'm looking for a file case number uh -huh. um, for uh, any you know criminal act that uh, has been violated at the at the um, old school. Were you involved in it? Well, I, I do have some... I, I, I wasn't involved personally, but I have some background as to some of the dangers that are going on. I've been, I've been investigating uh, what's been taking place there. Um, um, is I, well, what I'd like to know is uh, this: there's a, a gentleman, a media uh, individual that's being, um, for lack of a better word, he's creating th uh, theatrics around the school using his uh, online t you know and uh, through Twitter feeds and stuff like that he, he's promoting he's promoting hatred he's, he's violated uh, numerous uh, criminal code violations so I just like to know if there's a file started or a case number started um, against either this individual his name is Thomas of four gear and he owns uh, or he represents on on TV, I think a Facebook page. Uh, and this individual is, uh, you know, for you know, he he is deliberately creating theatrics to, you know, create uh, virtually creating domestic terrorism is what this man is doing. <laughs> Uh, he, he goes on to speak a whole lot longer, uh, but uh, it's quite a big jump from he's creating theatrics to domestic terrorism. Uh, regardless, though, I, I don't think the RCMP have done much of an investigation into the theatrics uh, Tom Fugier has been putting on. They're not concerned. <laughs> they I'm don't seem concerned. <laughs> Um, so I, I think that what we've just talked about is kind of the main activities over the last week, but it seems like we're on the cusp of something really big. Um, I know you're, big. I know your birthday is <laughs> coming up, right? So tomorrow is the 13th. That's my actual 40th birthday. I'm okay. going to try and take it easy. I'm going to try oh, and yes. hang out with some friends. On Saturday, there is a partial eclipse in the morning. Mm -hmm. Is that a good omen or a bad omen, Jordan? Uh, it, it seems it's an important omen. Something is going to happen. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I, I think maybe I am better at reading the stars than Romana Digilo is. I don't know. Possibly. It could be. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm bringing, uh, I'm going to bring a execution electric chair out to uh, Rich Mound and set it up in the field right next to where the meet and greet is going on. Uh, have a the, barbecue. The, the meet uh, and greet is uh, one that's being organized by Romana Digilo. She's called on her followers to come to Richmond for a large meet and greet. Is my understanding? Yep. 
Um, and so, yeah, when they uh, are there for the meet and greet, I'll have a few friends out there. Uh, you know, we're not like our, our, my vision was not to like protest them or anything like that. I mean, just I kind of wanted to just like the photo up for my 40th birthday. You like to get a good photo on your birthday, something that's interesting, a story to tell maybe down the road. Uh, this I'm I'm quite certain if I get a photo of myself in an electric chair with a cult behind me and a bunch of my friends, <laughs> nobody's going to forget that one. I mean, that's no. a good story to tell. It's interesting. So, yeah. As far as the meet and greet, do you have any idea of the scope of it? Like how many people are going to be expected to arrive? Do you have any sense of who will be showing up for this? Uh, I think, if I mean, I don't know. If I was going to guess, I'd say there are like 40 hopeful people in Canada that believe they can arrive at this destination uh, by the day after tomorrow. I would say that many of them are too far away don't have the stamina will change their minds sometime in between uh may even encounter some of our content and go hey it's actually a, a big joke and it's not mm. real let's not go uh but I, I think probably there's a good chance another 20 people could show up i think they might have 40 to 50 people on that school grounds there but you know then there's also the chance Mm -hmm. It seems like maybe at the very last minute, they're going to switch it over to a top secret location. And the Ramana Digilo's people, whether it's 40, 50, however many, are planning a meet and greet. But the people of Richmond are are planning another protest that seems to be a, gaining steam. I, in fact, I've read that uh, a Facebook post by the mayor of Richmond, Mayor Mills, um, mm -hmm. advertising. And I'm just going to read it. I'll read it here to give people a sense of what's going on. He names it, Richmond invites you to join our peaceful protest. Hello, everyone. Things are escalating and we're desperate for help with another protest rally to keep conspiracy theorist, cult leader, and pretend queen Romana Digilo from settling into permanent residency in our town. We need your help and cannot do this alone. Please join us with people from neighboring communities for a respectful legal demonstration on Saturday, October 14th from 12 to 7 and on Sunday the 15th from 12 to 5. Come for an hour, come for a day, or come for both days. Keep in mind Saturday is their meet and greet, which may not be at the school, but either way we can show our support. You're invited to share this with anyone who wants to jo join. This is a great way to show your support and hang out with friends at the same time. He lists some ground rules like no trespassing. Uh, it's all right to bring signs, but make sure they're respectful. They'll be offering burgers and water for anyone thanks to support supporters donations. And he ends it with, we understand people are very emotional and at wit's end, but we can't engage them. We only want to irritate them and let them know we've not given up. Please help us save Richmond, save Saskatchewan, and protect the real country of Canada. It's, uh, I think it's kind of wild to hear to, for the mayor of a community to have to take that step. Right? Like you said last time, they don't teach that in mayor school. But if anybody has like jumped on board with the uh, n new rules of engagement for being a mayor in rural Saskatchewan, it's Brad Miller. Mm -hmm. Um he did take uh, a family day off. He said one day, uh, you know, I'd been in regular contact with him. And just about a week ago, he said, I need to take a day off and go fishing. And then a couple hours later, he posted this picture of a fish he caught in the river, which is just a big giant. And it's just like it, it was very apt for him to be uh, successful that day in what he was doing with his family and his friends and also seemingly a very successful mayor. And it, even, you know, given this really, really tough situation, his continue to focus on you know how, how do we solve this problem amicably you know he's not 
uh, he continues to say things like, you know, we're not going to engage with any ideas that are, you know, these, you know, people suggesting violence. We don't want to see any of that stuff. So he's a, uh, he's a reasonable guy um, and he's doing his very best to kind of, I guess, uphold people's rights on, on, on all sides. Uh, but then, of course, recognize that the, the kids want to feel safe and that's that's a real big issue right now that the kids don't feel safe yeah and that's that's a shame but i think if anything i think this is only bringing the people of richmond together uh it seems like they're rallying again uh, around the mayor supporting yes. each other standing up for each other um yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see how this weekend plays out you're holding up something here what is, oh this is your electric chair party uh, you're advertising your 40th birthday execution Right. So I've made this old school newspaper printout. I've handed a few out. Most people were actually just <laughs> interested in me maybe signing it as a birthday kind of like a gag kind of thing uh, and taking one home. You know, it's sort of as a little piece of paper you can remember that interesting day by uh, along with probably some photos. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been sort of promoting it like I want everybody involved. You know, it's like, of course, I'm going to celebrate with my friends tomorrow. And probably when I get back uh, Saturday night, there'll be an even further celebration. Um, but uh, I think part of that Saturday, um, which, you know, when you have a birthday on a weekend and it's Friday the 13th, dude, I That's know. Exactly. the bad omens, the good omens, who knows what's up who knows? But with all these things going on. Yeah. Um, Certainly going to take a day off for my own birthday, but out there when I'm in Richmond, Saskatchewan, uh, the reason I wanted to go out there was was for the the folks that are out there, you know, because I feel like they had that first protest. It didn't really work out the way they wanted it to. And now they are in uh, they're They're getting more and more anxious about what's going on there. And, you know, my goal has always been to try and break some of this tension. Um, you know, while also focusing on the serious fact that this is a cult and uh, they shouldn't be trusted and they tell lies. Um, you know, if uh, if we can get through to anybody, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, their their protest didn't work. They're, they're getting more anxious about it. And I'm thinking, you know, if I'm going to celebrate my birthday, um, you know, I could maybe give a little tiny piece of that or share a piece of that with the community in a way that would that would be a celebration because i don't think the kids are having parties at the park right now i don't think mm -hmm. they're going to do a pumpkin carving in the on the school grounds I, you know it's like all the things it's like covid happening just to your little town you know it's mm -hmm. like a everything shut down for them you know even the, i want to say this even the store owner the one store owner in town there is under threat all the time because they have to just i mean when you're a store your door is unlocked and people come in and they buy things and in a small town like this well you're not always just in the front, you know, sitting there at the desk waiting for somebody to come in. Sometimes you're getting something out of the back, you're stocking the shelves. And these folks from the compound come in the store to buy things. And the people who are running the store sometimes feel like they're being held hostage, but they don't want to, they don't want to really, you know, engage with any of that. Mm -hmm. And then there's people from the town that say, oh, well, I saw them shopping there. And it's like, well, what, do you, I'm, what am I supposed to do? Just not sell to people that you don't like? Like, it's very, very difficult for the people in that community to reconcile some of the things that they're seeing when they're so angry and they're, you know, they're jumping to conclusions about what they might be seeing. So, yeah, it's it's getting very difficult for the folks there. They want them to leave for so many different reasons. It's causing a lot of different kinds of tension. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the... Uh, uh, Aboriginal community uh, has also recently got involved a little bit more extensively. I guess when they were uh, ran out of CAMSAC, 
Um, I don't know if it was largely focused on in the mainstream, but there were Aboriginal leaders there that specifically told Queen Romana to her face uh, as she drove off that she was to leave Treaty 4 land. And I guess she probably doesn't know where those uh, marker lines are. Maybe she doesn't care because, you know, she's the queen, makes up her own stuff. But she's still on Treaty 4. And um, even though that land extends, you know, from it's it's wide and long and there's, you know, that it becomes um, it becomes Blackfoot really soon. Um, and then down to the United States. Um, some of the indigenous uh, people here are saying that the agreements that they have with this treaty land talk about peaceful coexistence of people on land. And so mm -hmm. like, well, the RCMP might not be able to act on, you know, these vague threats of this or that or the other. Um, people in the Aboriginal community who I, I, I speak with, uh, specifically Carmel, old, old friend of mine, a friend of the show, um, you know, she has said that, you know, the, um, the idea of uh, peaceful coexistence on this land extends to everybody, even this fake majestic whatever she wants to call herself if she's not going to have a peaceful coexistence with the people of whatever whether it be treaty people whether it be uh you know settler pioneer whatever you want to call it um if if there's uh you know not a peaceful coexistence there then they can't stay mm. and um the it, and another work are different so we'll yeah. we'll see what happens on that front you know? yeah and another interesting caveat of, of that is queen romana has now when she lists her um her titles or whatever she has all these crazy titles um like you know uh, commander in chief queen of canada whatever but she also says like head chief of canadian indigenous groups or something like she claims that she's like the head chief of all of it which i can't imagine is going to go over well yeah, uh, it's it. Yeah, it doesn't go over well. What goes over about as well as her burning the Canadian flag at the convoy. Yeah, good point. Well, we'll start wrapping this up for people who want to see you celebrate your birthday with an electric chair out in front of this school in Richmond on Saturday. How do they find this? I'm sure you'll be live streaming. Uh, well, you start driving now, dependent on where you are, and you drive basically towards the center of Canada and then south towards the border. Uh, this is in the middle of the medicine wheel, really. I mean, who knows? This could be an epic event. But uh, if you want to just check it out online, um, I'll be live streaming some stuff on Community TV, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, I'll post probably a whole bunch of reels and uplo uploads and highlights on the YouTube um, so, you know, I thank everybody who has, you know, supported the content by just, you know, watching, consuming, and, you know, got a lot of new followers in the past little while, uh, just based on this content could be a flash in the pan, but I hope maybe they like, uh, they like the, the content or yeah personality. Or something what like you're, that. what you're doing is awesome. Uh, I've only known you from your coverage of Queen Romana, but if, uh, you know, if you apply that same kind of passion in entertainment, but also, like education and knowledge of the topic. If you apply that to other things in that part of the world, then man, I'm glad I found you. But Tom, I wish you the best this weekend. If you do get executed, I hope all your friends are there and you know the video quality is good and I'll cover it on the show. If you don't get executed, let's uh, let's do this again in a week or two and stay up to date with these uh, mm -hmm. uh, clowns. And it's if it's somewhere halfway in between, then I'll call you from the hospital. <laughs> all right, buddy. Tom, there's been a blast. Uh, we got to go watch the Queen Romana live stream, though. We got to do it. All right. Let's talk soon, my friend. All right. Later.
I want to thank you for joining Tom and I for this discussion. The two of us are planning to provide regular updates to this story as things continue to progress, but let me also call out to anyone closely connected to Queen Romana's group, the town of Richmond, or anyone else involved or affected by this situation in any way. If you want to talk with me or share a message with this show, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at nighttimepodcast at gmail.com or by sending a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. I look forward to hearing from you. Now, I'm going to wrap up this episode, but before I do, let me end with some thanks. First, a big thanks to Tom for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. I'd like to thank LJ from the Dystopian Simulation podcast, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers, and a shout out to Monty Data, who contributes the music. And then lastly, but most importantly, a massive thanks goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the Premium Feed. Anna, Chris, and Daniel, thank you for going Premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help us out here in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of nighttime episodes. If you're interested, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And for whatever reason, if you don't want to go premium, you can still help the show out by simply sharing this episode on social media and recommending the show to like-minded friends. Your support in growing this is very much appreciated. Now to close things all off, let me remind you to take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Oh, oh, oh,